Hello, and welcome to the Read to Know podcast, where the goal is to actually remember what you read so then you can better apply it to your life. On this podcast, we go through a book one chapter at a time, and then we actually practice remembering what we've read. So if you want to follow along, we're currently working our way through Bob Goff's book, Dream Big. I'm Zach Brown, and my friend Chris Yarber is joining me to help discuss and break down this book. Also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, it would be huge if you left a rating and review for us. It would help out a ton. If you're not on Apple Podcasts, no worries. Just send this to a friend who might be interested. Anyway, thanks again for listening, and enjoy the conversation. So, Zach, we are in day 19, chapter 19 of this daily podcast adventure of Bob Goff's Dream Big. And today we're looking at a chapter entitled Hostage Negotiation. And I say that to read the subtitle because when I read the subtitle first, um, something came to my mind. The subtitle is Figure Out What's Holding holding You Back. And you remember a couple days ago when we had a a roller coaster conversation here on the podcast? Okay. Um, (laughs) So, I think I've discovered what's holding me back from the whole roller coaster situation. Because okay. for me, what's scary about being on a roller coaster is not the speed, it's not the openness, it's not the air, but it's the height. It's the height of it. Honestly, if a roller coaster, and I've been on roller coasters that are not very tall, and I'm fine, they're fun, but it's the ones that, you know, and then you go down real, real hard. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it's from one time when I was living in Virginia, my parents, uh, we went to a lighthouse and we were climbing the stairs in the lighthouse and you had windows on the side that you could look out. And I, I, I remember keep getting, I got more and more nervous as we went up. And then when we made it to the top, I could hardly even like hold on to the railing or anything. I just wanted to back up and go back, go back downstairs. So right. honestly, I think that's where, where it's holding me back. Right. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, even, you know, I'm not necessarily afraid of heights, but even any, any time that I've been up in a really tall, uh, building with a big window, you know, or even, um, you know, any, any kind of thing where I've been up really high and you look down, it's kind of nauseating yeah, looking, looking be. that far down. So I understand, I understand that, uh, sentiment and, uh, that does kind of tie in to what we're talking about today. Um, we're actually in, Part four now. We've made it to part four of this book. This part is called Clear the Path. Mm -hmm. And this chapter is called Hostage Negotiation. Figure out what's holding you back. And really, if I could sum it up, it's really talking about limiting beliefs. That's what we're talking about here. And if you've ever read anything by like Michael Hyatt, um, if you're familiar with Michael Hyatt at all, he's written a few books, um, you know, like Your Best Year Ever, uh, Living Forward, both Um, great books, Um, but he talks a lot about limiting beliefs as well. He Mm -hmm. talks about limiting beliefs, and it's kind of a similar um, idea to that. It's kind of similar even as well to what Stephen Covey was talking about back in Seven Habits about scripts, right? The scripts that we may get from others or the scripts that we place on ourselves when they're kind of holding us back and they're not true to who we could be. Yeah, to to me to me limiting beliefs is a little a little difficult to define because it can be so broad and and Bob even says in this chapter that limiting beliefs can really be a number of things but he says in here that a lot of our current failures probably connect to past 
failures um, and maybe a lot of fears that we have now also connect to past fears as well. And so because of certain situations, relationships, routines, habits in our life, uh, we develop these limiting beliefs that really do, in a sense, hold us hostage, as he says here. And um, But they're a little bit hard to define. I'd be interested to read like, you know, Hyatt, like you said, uh, to see what he has to say about it, because sometimes it can be a little general. Right. Yeah. He goes through, I I think it's multiple chapters long, he goes through talking about identifying limiting beliefs and then figuring out then what you can replace that limiting belief with. Right. And so, yeah, it takes like he, like Bob is talking about here in this chapter, it takes some work to kind of figure out what those are and then what you're going to do about them. Yeah. And what I've found when I've thought about limiting beliefs myself is that they are hard to kind of determine and quantify because that's what it is. It's a belief. You right. know what I mean? It's something that you subconsciously or unconsciously to some level believe mm-hmm. about yourself. Right. And actually figuring out and, deter, you know, taking that apart and being like, this is something that I kind of believe, but it might not be true. It doesn't necessarily have to be true. Right. And and we oftentimes see it, I guess, manifest in, in different ways. He, he talks about, I know this is kind of towards the end of the chapter, but he, he talks about fear being the one of the biggest, biggest ones. Um, kind of like the illustration that we, that we opened up with. Um, but a lot of these limiting beliefs are kind of like in here, he has a, um, an illustration about keys that he uses that him and his wife have a drawer of keys and they just don't want to throw those keys away. And at one time they served a purpose, but they no longer they no longer serve a, a purpose, um, and I guess the same could be true about our our limiting beliefs. They really don't serve a purpose, and so really we we need to do a lot of that's where a lot of the self reflection um, and self thought can come into play because we can analyze those, look back, and and you know just notice hey we don't really we don't really need this anymore. We don't need to hold on to this because really it's holding us back. Right. Yeah. And, you know, like he says, that manifests in different ways, usually like laziness or procrastination (laughs) or, you know, something to that effect. So I think maybe the way to go about trying to find these and trying to pinpoint these is maybe, again, going back to even one of those chapters early on in this book where he talks about um, he talks about just looking at why you do what you do. You right. know, look at it. Why did I do that? You know what I mean? What? Let's backtrack here. Mm-hmm. So you know, when it comes to yeah, maybe you're you're procrastinating on this thing. Why? Why am I doing that? Do I think that I, you know, and maybe ask yourself the questions of, you know, do I, am I procrastinating on this because I just don't want to do it, or is am I procrastinating because there's a bigger reason here? for it whether it's that i feel like i can't be successful at this like i'm not good enough to to be doing this anyway or you know something or i'm not uh, i don't have the skills required to uh you know i'm undeserving of this right know, any of those things so yeah limiting beliefs are kind of a tricky thing to tackle and i don't think again it's one of those things that we're kind of never done with but he says here in this chapter that the people who are successful and again i don't like to use the word successful in a way because you know success is different to to every person but right. but you know those people who are successful are ones who are able to identify these things in their lives and then tackle them head on right and i th- i think that's definitely one reason why they are successful cuz you're right we're not we're not talking successful as in we we make a lot of money 
or, you know, we drive a certain car or we wear certain clothes. That's one thing I love about the, and I think it's actually behind you too, is that, uh, who, who wrote the, I will teach you to be rich. Who oh yeah. That? Ramit Sadie. Ramit Sadie. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I love that idea. Cause you, you were just summarizing, kind of summarizing the book to me one day, which I still want to read it. But, um, and he, you know, when, when he says rich, he's really talking about using your money and spending it on what you, what you want to, you know, spend it on. So if you, if to you being rich is buying a coffee every single day, well, then you plan financially around that, you know, that kind of idea. And so that's really what you mean by successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think successful people do this and they do this often. They realize what their limiting beliefs are and how that plays out in their behavior. They're able to backtrack, slow themselves down and kind of start over. Yeah, right. And really the, the you know, the importance of, working on this and trying to figure this out is because if we don't take the time to try and distinguish what is what is a lie that we keep telling ourselves versus what is the actual truth and figuring that out and breaking that down and then choosing to believe what's actually true rather than a lie that we've kind of told ourselves the importance of that is that if you don't you'll just end up getting stuck in the same problems the same <laughs> you know, negative routines and consequences that you are already in. And that's why he makes a he makes a point to say that usually our current failures are tied to our past failures because because it's a limiting belief that we keep on believing we're making right. the same choice, mistake, etc. over and over again. Right. We're all we continue to procrastinate on that project. <laughs> we continue to miss that deadline, etc. You know, any of those cases. Yeah. And and that's that's the crazy thing about uh, about about this because if you look at the word uh, insanity, insanity is <laughs> doing the same things over and over and over again, but expecting different results. And oftentimes we we do that. We we do the same behaviors and in the same routines and in the same habits over and over and over again. However, we we think, okay, I need to change. I need to change. And we may for a moment, we may short term, but then we kind of creep back into those into those places and into those spaces. And the reason why we don't is because we haven't drawn back. We haven't looked, I don't think that we've looked far enough in the past to see where those uh, insecurities lie. Uh, so before you and I hop on a roller coaster again, I need to, I need to connect that. I've connected that. And so I'm going to say, this is, this is not a lighthouse. I'm strapped in. Right. And God protect me. Hopefully, this thing will not come unstrapped when right. we go down that hill. And if it does, well, it's my time to go. Right. So just because just because you're at a high uh, elevation doesn't mean you're in trouble. That's right. That's, what that's right. Get. That's what that's the new truth right there. That is to so, conquer that limiting belief. <laughs> right. So you can you connect to your past, and, and that's kind of what he speaks to here in the chapter. People just oftentimes don't go back enough to see where those insecurities, fears, different things like that lie. Right. So right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. As we open up the book here, mm-hmm. you know, again, if anyone's listening and they're interested in, in kind of diving more into limiting beliefs, I would look into Michael Hyatt if you are interested. Um, again, like I said, I think um, Living Forward is a great book. Your Best Year Ever is another great book. Mm-hmm. And then also Free to Focus. He might talk about limiting beliefs in all three of those, if I'm not mistaken, at least two of them. Yeah, well, I mean, I... I I would say read anything by Michael Hyatt, honestly. So just <laughs> look him up if you don't know who he is. Learn right. about him. Follow him. Make a connection. You never know what will happen. Exactly. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're in the book. Can I read? Can I read a yeah. quote that I really enjoyed here towards the beginning? He says, "Who do you know 
who can't break the cycle of bad relationships. Or he says, do you know someone who goes through predictable cycles of addiction and can't seem to break free? So he asks several different questions and he says, many of us are clinging with affection to the very things that are holding us hostage. I love that line. We're clinging uh, with affection to the very things that are holding us hostage, whether that's a routine, a relationship, a job, a deeply held belief um, caused by childhood uh, womb or something like that. And, uh, and, and that's true. We are clinging to affection to these things. We don't, we may not realize it or look at it that way. Uh, but, but that's what we're, that's right. what we're doing. Yeah. And he continues, he says, it might even be fair to say that we're all being held hostage by something to some degree. Some of the most important work you will do is to identify who or what has been keeping you captive and to break free because right. we can't fix what we don't understand. And that's what right. this is about, fi- figuring out what we don't understand correctly so then we can then do something about it. Right, right. And then he also says that, uh, as we kind of spoke to earlier, we need to figure out what limiting beliefs we have developed that have us uh, convinced that our ambitions are not available to us. Right, because these things hold us back from our ambitions, our larger goals, the things that we want to do and accomplish. And that's what these limiting beliefs can do, is that they can hold you back. Right, exactly. Yeah, so they... Uh, I, I love again. I love just how he writes that the, it, these limiting beliefs have us convinced that our ambitions are not available to us, um, but they're they're not. We know that limiting beliefs come in all different types of shapes and sizes, as he as he says. Um, right. But they don't have to hold us back from our ambitions. We we can move past them. Um, it's just a matter of you know, do we want to put the to work in to to move past them and right. actually make a change. You know, he also says here that, you know, just just because it's a limiting belief now doesn't mean that it's necessarily something that's like evil or, you know, like or terrible. You know, he says there are habits and belief and beliefs and patterns that may have served us even at one point, but don't any longer. Mm -hmm. And those are limiting as well. Right. Right. So there are things, you know, like he said, a job or a relationship or things like that, that, you know, they were of benefit to us even at one point. But maybe not anymore, you know what I mean? Because we're all, like he says, we're all growing and ever-changing beings. Right. You know what I mean? If there's anything that's constant, it's change. And, you know, changing sometimes, if we hold on to things that are meant to change, that can hold us back. Yeah. Even if it's a good thing. Right. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that out because limiting beliefs does sound bad. I mean, you read limited beliefs and, and you think... Oh, that's so bad. Right. You know, that I would that I would have a limited belief. But the reality is we all we all do, and those things are not necessarily bad, bad things. Uh, that's why he that's why he includes this chapter in this book so that we can begin to to realize them. Right. Because you know, yeah, you think limiting belief and you think maybe the first thing that comes to mind is like, oh, I'm such a terrible person that I don't deserve success or something <laughs> that extreme. Right. But it's not always that extreme. Usually it's a little more subtle right. than that. And that's what he's getting at here, the subtle things, too. Right. Yeah. And he he writes here uh, because, of course, he he does a good job of making sure that, you know, we can easily think of other people and see limiting beliefs inside of them, but or or outplayed in their life. But he also says that um, I guess what I'm saying is that none of us. And then he says, literally not a single person pursues their ambitions without having to face the moments in their past that have influenced their beliefs in deciding what they'll do about them. 
So literally, literally no one. So on your path to your dreams and to your ambitions, whether they are big or small, because I would say a small ambition of mine is to get over my fear of roller coasters that could be done in a day. Right. So pretty, pretty small. But uh, there are going to be for every single person, there's going to be those moments where we have to face our our past. So, yeah, we got to do that. You have to recognize that you were scared at one point. I was. But yeah, but but that doesn't define how you live, how you choose to react to roller coasters from here on out. That's right. And when I get to the top of that hill, what's going to leave behind, what's going to be left behind as we go down is the memories of that of that lighthouse. We're just going to And the fear, it's gone. And the fear, it's gone. Dude, I'm so excited. I'm I'm like I want to go right now. <laughs> I don't even know if Cedar Point's open right now cuz of cuz of COVID, uh-huh. but I I want to just go like we right we now. Should, we should we should uh when we go we should uh film film that and put that you know put that on our right that story would be great somewhere, that would be great like podcast material Ooh. right there just don't lose your phone on the way down as you're holding it out that'd be funny <laughs> a lot of people have have yeah. you seen those things that the nets catching things yes. like there's there's like phones wallets keys sunglasses all that stuff because right. people people are crazy that's not why I'm gonna ask up you to hold stuff. your phone yeah <laughs> all right. Back on track here. You know, he he goes into the story talking about, you know, his dad trying to keep him safe from snakes uh, when he was a kid and said, if you're on a log, jump as far as you can away from the log as you jump off of it so that a snake doesn't reach out and bite you. That's basically the story that he's talking about here. Well, the thing is now, even now as, a, as an adult, you know, mm-hmm. well into his adult years, he still thinks of that every time he, you know, even steps over a twig or something. Right. And he says the best way, though, to overcome a belief like that isn't to jump into a pit full of snakes. You know what I mean? That's not how you combat the fear. You know what I mean? That's stupid. He said it's to understand the belief and where it came from. Right. And so we have to figure out where it came from. We can't just like it's not just saying, you know, uh, why am I, uh, you know, why am I scared to do this and then just do it just like, you know, it's not like. It's not the shock therapy that, you know, people say if you're afraid of spiders, we'll just get in a tub of spiders or something. Yeah. You know what I mean, like that's that's yeah. not what he means. And, and honestly, it's probably going to uh, uh, it's probably going to stress you out even more, shock you even more, even <laughs> make you more fearful if you just come in into it without any sort of line or thought, without thinking back to where that whether whether it's a fear or insecurity may come from um, once once you can think back on where that originated from, sometimes we can see, okay, maybe it's because I was younger or maybe it's just because of this particular situation. We we can begin in a sense to rationalize, okay, this is this is what I felt, but logically this is what it looked like. And so that's what uh, right. us reflecting allows us allows us to do. Right. Yeah. And our limiting beliefs usually take the shape of fear. That's what he's saying here is that, you know, he was a, he, he keeps he keeps jumping over twigs and logs and stuff because he's afraid a snake is going to bite him. <laughs> right. You know, when there's clearly not even a snake under underneath there. And he says, you know, they take the shape of fear. This can manifest in different ways, though. It can manifest in uh, procrastination, rational, rationalizing, busyness, and a host of other subconscious tactics we employ to keep from chasing our ambitions. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. I mean, even you know, I I don't know if he says it here or even in another. You know, something else that I've seen before is again like even perfectionism or something like that. That can yes. be a limiting belief that is fear based. You know, yes. And me as an enneagram one, dubbed even the perfectionist mm-hmm. in some cases. 
that's something that I fight regularly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think because I want things to be as the best they can, but sometimes it crosses the line into into like I'm afraid to put this out there. Right. You know what I mean? When when I'm like, I still need to keep working on these, to right. keep tweaking this, doing this. Yeah. But really, I've made it about as I've hit that 80-20 principle mark. You know what I mean? I've got it. I've got it 80% of the way there. And that's that's what you need. And um, and sometimes I have a hard time letting go when it's time to let go of projects and and work and things, stuff. Yeah. In the name of perfectionism. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever uh, take time to listen to um, Bob Goff, whether it's on another podcast or speaking or whatever it may be, uh, he, he's very quick to to do this. And we'll do this even in conversations with other people is he'll he'll tell you something about himself and he'll say, and this is where this is where it comes from. And uh, and I admire that because, of course, you look at Bob and all that he does in his life and you would think that he's this intimidating person, not because he's not approachable. I mean, he puts his number in the back of his book. He's certainly approachable, but intimidating because things just kind of seem perfect sometimes. And uh, for me, as someone who and this this is also a limiting belief, although perfectionism in your case and um, wanting to get things done. Uh, at a, at a certain time and in a certain way, um, I'm I'm so task oriented and so you know such a busybody with always seeming to want want to do something because even even in the smallest of moments I have, I'm, I'm working on something just to check it off the list so to speak. Um, you know, if if I take time to reflect back on on why I think I'm that way, I would say it's because uh, part part of my insecurity growing up was to please certain leaders in my life and to show them how much I could actually get done and accomplish. And so Bob Bob is quick to do that too. Uh, so he he lives that out in his life. Um, and I think even with some of these other things, again, as you've pointed out with that good example, not all limiting beliefs are bad. But here we are. We are we are the way that we are because of certain situations uh, in our life and certain decisions and certain people we've had around us. And uh, a lot of these things, when we first start them, we don't realize we're starting them because of a fear or an insecurity. Um, but uh, if we take time to reflect, we can we can see why and then make the appropriate adjustments. Um, but he says here, kind of towards the end. That if you want to clear your path towards your ambitions, you need to figure out what you're afraid of and why you're afraid of it. Um, and that's exactly kind of what we've been we've been practicing here. And right. Bob certainly practices all yeah, the time. Yeah, you know, he says that the fears, the reason why you need to pinpoint them is because they won't go away by themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, so you need to be aware of them. And just like you're aware of them, you know, they won't go away just because you're aware of them. But then you can you're just aware so that you can proactively work against them. Yeah. And so then they don't have to un- subconsciously even control you. Yes. And that's why knowing about them, being aware of them, then you can take action against them when needed. Yes. And so that's what this chapter is about. And that's what he's talking about here. And yeah, uh, yeah that pretty much sums it up. He ends it with saying, you're not a hostage yeah. anymore. You yeah. know, once you're aware, <laughs> then you're, you know, you can take control back. Yeah. Yeah. He says, figure out your fears, kick them in the teeth. And uh, get back to work, but we got to take time to to figure that out. So yeah, that is chapter nineteen. Yeah, chapter nineteen. Next tomorrow is chapter twenty. Give it a quarter twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if anyone listening has any thoughts for chapter nineteen, 
and uh, they want to share that with us, join the conversation, you can join at Read to Know Pod on all social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. And uh, you can also send us an email, read to know at gmail.com, read to know pod at gmail.com. Yeah. And we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And you can also send us a rating and a review as well. We would love to see those on Apple Podcasts. You can take a screenshot of those or copy and paste and send it to that email address you just mentioned because that will help us to be exposed to other people, um, especially as people look up podcast on books because there are different podcasts based on different books and stuff like that out there even uh bob goff himself has a dream big podcast which i believe is done now is he is he done with that or does he still producing episodes i think he technically, you know? I think he technically ended a season so he's yeah. not done he's just taking a break okay so but he will i think he still plans to continue it so. okay well, that, that is but a there's great, a lot of episodes there. Right, there are. And uh, just something great to listen to as you're listening to this and reading the book and reading along with us. So anyway, check that out. And uh, we'd love to see what you think about the podcast. Right. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening. We appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow for Chapter 20. Chapter 20.